We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Friends, we have come to the conclusion of the 2023 Masters Tournament. John Rahm is your new winner and owner of the Green Jacket. Jeff Feinberg is on the line with me to break this all down. But a reminder to all of you to smash the like button while you're here. Sub to Mayo Media Network. And if you want to continue to get in the draw, we got $500 to give away on Wednesday's show. Subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars. The Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify. The listeners link for the heritage down in the description. The research show is already out on the pod feed and Mayo Media Network. Jeff, I'm figuring you know, we'll let this show breathe for a little bit, maybe come back sometime in the afternoon tomorrow night with our heritage picks. Take a breather because I really enjoyed the Masters. I thought it was fucking great. An incredible Masters. I'm exhausted. Um, yeah, I'm exhausted because that was a lot of golf and early mornings but thursday was amazing and the right guy won and he was in the wrong wave and maybe that should be worth like one and a half green jackets winning from the wave from which he won yeah i mean i don't know if it's gonna we're gonna call it one and a half i'm just so happy like i would have been happy with brooks as well uh it's just more fun that cust picked him and then was victory lapping it to me like two days ago and the one guy he said could not win the tournament after hole one of the tournament ends up being the guy that he had primo Andrews, if there ever was one. Uh, but yes, uh, it was not onto Harbor town for John Rom. It was onto Butler cabin for John Rom. Um, but I'm just happy. I'm going to have Rom in my life for 40 years. That's the best part about the masters. And I would have loved to have Brooks there. I would have loved to have Rom there. Although I really don't know how long Brooks is like, would you expect if, if Brooks had won the masters, do you think you would have seen him there as a 60 year old, like Sandy Lyle? Yeah, I do. 
because I think it's like a lot of it is a big act. Although, I mean, full credit to him and the entire squad, Phil and Reed, they they showed up and and they played. Or Phil played way above his talent, but just in like I wonder if Brooks feels emboldened because there's been a lot of talk that he has some buyer's remorse or, you know, if he knew he was going to be healthy again, maybe he wouldn't have done it. But I would argue that his performance this week almost reinforces that other angle, which was like that obvious one that, yeah, he only cares about majors. He can still play in them pretty much. And this just works for him. Uh, But I'm thrilled to have Rom forever because I'm a huge Rom guy. Like when did it feel to you like it was over for Rom? And like, cause there was a point where, Brooks was struggling a little bit. Rom couldn't get off the mat early. Hovland was playing like dog shit, but he kept making these 13-foot power putts, 16-foot power putts. It's like, well, if he just keeps making these, not all day, but like he's playing really mediocre at the moment. If he starts playing well and starts making six-foot putts, all of a sudden he can vault himself into it. That When did it become apparent that it was not only a two-player race to you, but like Rom is just going to win this? I don't know. It's the Masters. You get nervous. You have those thoughts of Spieth on 12, and I wasn't thrilled. Like, I didn't think the eight unders could mean anything, but I was annoyed to see guys posting in some ways at eight. Um, When did it feel like it was his? Probably truly when he got the birdie on 13, but probably maybe in many's eyes, the eighth hole could have been a big flip. And Brett Brooks rode the struggle bus all day. Yeah, it wasn't. I think it was on, was it 10 where Brooks's ball didn't stick and it rolled back? And it would have been, I, I think he even mentioned it in the, the post-round interview with Amanda that you know, it would have been a tap-in. It was either 9 or 10. Now I can't remember because Brooks got super aggressive on 11 and actually had a fantastic shot. But from that point on, when Brooks wasn't able to convert, made another bogey and Rom was sitting there two or three up at that point, it was just hit the center of the green, make some putts. And the shot he made on 14 was fucking incredible out of the woods. Many, many incredible shots. And honestly, Pat, an, an enormous swing. Obviously, when they came on the air this morning to finish the third round, and it was that instant two two stroke swing. But on 12 this morning, um, Rom puts it into the shit and it, it spins out of it. It's got a bit of a mud ball, but he has a great up and down. And it's Bryson and it's Brooks who makes, you know, bogey there. It's like Rom just hit it into like a bush and it, it rolled out. And Brooks is the one making bogey. Uh, some insane shit that Brooks par this morning on 10 where he hits it out sideways. He's still got 181 in and he hits it to 12 feet. Like that was quintessential. I guess when any players on top of the world, that's what they do. But it feels like we saw Scheffler do that. For almost like a year straight that exact thing in big moments i'm so proud of brooks but i'm so 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 happy for rom what a what an outstanding masters and i don't know like live kind of feels like a big winner out of this in it's some funny. ways that's a, that that's in my notes right now i feel like this was a it's funny because it's a big win for the live players but no one's gonna fucking tune in to live whatever next time like no one cares yeah, see, Pat, here's the thing. Liv is about to go overseas and play back-to-back weeks in, like, two weeks. Uh, Australia? It's Australia and then maybe in, in into Asia somewhere. 
Um, well, they're obviously Pat, Patrick Reed's got to start grinding the Asian tour here in uh, the next few weeks so we can get enough world rankings points to get into the PGA Championship. And great little P- little point system for, for Reed this week. But, um, yeah, Liv's got a couple weeks in a row, and obviously they're going to try to pick on the week schedule, as we know, uh, post um, you know, post sort of the heritage, it's like three weeks of just death on the PGA tour. And I think there's two live events in there, but you're absolutely right, Pat. It was amazing to see Brooks, but Brooks is almost telling you, you never need to watch me on the live tour, despite him winning a week ago. Like his whole attitude is that nothing. I'm not saying live doesn't matter. You can make your decisions on that. I don't need to have that debate. That's whatever. But I just mean, no one is going to, just because Brooks played well this week, I don't think people are, are, are going to tune in to live in two weeks to see Brooks golf. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, I'm see, wrong. I, I don't think you are. I don't think that anyone's going out of their way to watch live tour because the live guys did really well. And they really did. Like when you take a look at it, when you had Phil Brooks and Reed all inside the top four finishers, which is pretty incredible, but I think it just makes the PGA championship when these guys come back that more interesting. It's funny when we broke down, on Monday's show, I think it was what you would like the optimal, like three guys that you would want to see from the live tour actually be in contention down the stretch. I think I said it was Bryson, Phil and Reed and or Brooks. And three of those guys ended up getting there. Although no, no, they weren't. It was almost like a Jason day. Top 10 is the way I would kind of describe it. Like the guy, they were never really in it because Rob started pulling away by the time they actually got back into it. Like, did you ever think that when Phil posted that Phil had a chance to win? No, but I didn't like him posting that because the leader was on Rom was only at 10 and I really wanted Rom to win. And like I said, I've seen really weird things happen. Speaking of Jason Day, I mean, for all the guys that were up there, even for a moment, be it, you know, Victor on Thursday and then sort of peaking this morning and Cameron Young having multiple moments and, you know, dipping down, but finally coming back up. Jason Day was the only one who literally like evaporated. I mean, he made what four double bogeys in a six hole stretch. Yeah, that's gonna do you in. Yeah, as soon as he hit that shot on 15 on Friday when we were doing the cut sweat show, when he made the was it the double on 15 in the second round, it was just the end of him. He went double bogey par bogey. He went from minus nine to minus five, and what did he finish? Minus plus eight or something. But um, even before he made the double, he missed like a four footer for birdie. So that tilted him and obviously it ruined. It ruined him. I'm trying to think like, yeah, Phil is Phil. Liv is the takeaway other than the winner. Liv is the takeaway to the point that. um, Liv almost like surpassed the Sam Bennett story, seeing them really podium up with with phil and and brooks and and reed as you mentioned well i i think this might create a decent betting opportunity because now the live guys everyone kind of wrote them off coming into this week being like ah, oh, well who knows what's going on the only two that people gave any credence to whatsoever were brooks and cam smith who played like okay but didn't do anything great but you even saw like neiman make a he made neiman was sort of like cam young like the mini version of him all week neiman would just go on these runs for four holes and be like oh my god there's neiman he's on the front page of the leaderboard like where the hell did neiman go then all of a sudden he's tied for 30th again but i think that 
Augusta. I mean, if Fred Couples can make the cut and not necessarily be competitive, but he can continue to make the cut at 63 and Tiger, who can't walk, can end up making the cut. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised at guys that always play well at Augusta, played well at Augusta, regardless of what tour that they're on. Yeah, you're right. And maybe Augusta isn't a fair barometer and people will be overrated, be it in DFS or otherwise um, in the next in the next major, although PGA championships and us open. I mean, if you don't have that, like DJ Neiman, I'm just picking from the live guys. Like if you don't have a certain skill set, like I don't even give a shit who you are. Um, as for Neiman, I'm interested, but I would be willing to bet he was top 10 in total birdies, maybe like top eight in this well, event. I, I did. I did. See, I, I was just I, I didn't see what the overall numbers were like total looking at a list, but I had to go see how many birdies Spieth made. He made 21 birdies. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, you see this morning, Sam Burns made two doubles and a triple. I did not. <laughs> no, I wasn't paying attention to Sam Burns. Yeah, guys were getting got um, guys were getting got everywhere. But what a great tournament obviously the weather turned into a bit of a thing and it almost like for an event where you almost like abandon your family i found that i had to abandon my family more than usual pat because normally today like would have been happy to hang out in like the morning with my family or my kids but i couldn't not watch what was happening um especially because cbs decided that they were going to show it today um, learning from their mistake the other day and for us in Canada Pat I don't know if you caught this on Saturday but Duffy James Duffy like the host at TSN he's a big hockey guy he literally apologized for not being able to show Rom and Brooks yeah I thought that I, I mean I I constantly shit on every broadcast that there is I was even shitting on TSN at the players when they weren't offering Canadians the watch all feeds in terms of picking the group that you wanted to see. They only offered Canadian groupings that you could go and watch. Not everyone else. I don't fucking care about this. This is awful, but they did a good job of explaining that they did a great job. I mean, what they did as a part of their main feed, when the like actual broadcast coverage wasn't on, it's like the early round coverage and you know, they need the rights in order to be able to do this, but they've been granted that from uh, Augusta national. Like we're the only in the world that now, gets- I think, I think he said that there were four countries oh. that are allowed to show the digital rights, but they essentially did what my idea for the green zone is. They just, cut around from all of the feeds that they had to make sure that they just showed shots all the time. It was excellent. It was the best viewing experience, probably like you said, in the world that you could watch on TV. I I agree. We were fortunate um, for that, but even them and all their greatness couldn't do anything about, about the first three holes of, of Rom and, and Brooks on. What was it? I guess Saturday. I don't know. It's all a, it's all a blur. And I'm sure you've written your heritage article. I apologize. I haven't read it yet. But is everybody's heritage thing going to be this week? Like you're going to use the masters. Oh, he performed poorly or this. That's a or didn't play like that's a blessing. Right. Like, no, is that see, the big I don't talking think so. Point? I, I think that used to be I, I just the, the point that I tried to make in both the video. I don't even know if I really wrote about it in the column, but I never really brought that up in the column was there's just no real rhyme or reason to this tournament. It's an elevated event. Everyone's playing like everyone played the COVID year when Webb won. But other than that, like this is usually kind of not a jabroni tournament, but it's not good normally. <laughs> like 
it, it's one thing if like five guys who were like decent and it was usually like Leishman and Spieth and whoever there's like five guys from the top 25 who had played in the masters You're like, Oh, well, it's probably very taxing on that. But now we just get everybody. Everyone besides Hideki is playing. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some dropouts. Like Rom could drop out. He might, who knows? Or maybe he's like, fuck it. Riding a heater. Let's go. Yeah, not, I mean, although he might, because he usually plays the, is he going to play the team event at Zurich? Who did, he plays that with Ryan Palmer because they like lost a bet or something that keeps happening. Yeah, um, and he played the Mexico Open last year and won. And I wonder if he's committed to playing that tournament every year. Yeah, and maybe you want to do the media tour, like you want to do Letterman on Tuesday night or something. I'm just saying it's a one like he can afford to just skip an elevated event. You're allowed to. Wouldn't be shocked to see him withdraw. I don't know who else at the top would consider would consider that i don't know if he's playing the team event i gotta be honest because with the elevated schedule like who knows i have no idea i I don't think that he played it last year because he was playing mexico uh before maybe he played wells fargo now i can't remember i think he played one besides mexico he may have played one event before the pga championship that doesn't really matter one thing i I like i'm happy to have john run in my life for a while and the shot on 18 was fucking hilarious (laughs) there's a shot that i would hit on 18 if i was like in a hundred dollar match with my buddy up one just pure shank left and have it bounce out in front of me and be like oh at least he didn't have to take his dick out so that's that's good probably for the broadcast uh because he didn't hit it past the forward tees on the course but i just like that he has two majors now too like there's something like that level up like when dustin got his second he won his green jacket and now john rom does the same thing that you're no longer in the duffner zone or the keegan zone that you know, when you get to the end of some illustrious careers and they only have one major, you're like, oh, well, that's not so great. Like Jason Day. Jason yeah. Day might perpetually be in that zone, except when you put Jason Day up against a like, and even Sergio for that matter, with his one. Like those guys both have one. Like Danny Willett has one. Like those players aren't in the same stratosphere for accomplishments. But when people really think back on it, what they really remember are the majors. That having two is... The leap from one to two, like the the next like level up you would probably have to get to is win four, wouldn't it? Because three, like who cares? Like Patty has three, whatever. You know, like there's no difference between two and three. Four makes you seem like you're a level above, but the gap from like one major to two majors is gigantic. Yeah, the thing about three that could work here is if you get the open or the PGA, then you're like this omnipresent Grand Slam figure. And maybe when we get Rory fatigue. I guess Spieth is still going to be the guy who's going to own that. Like when we're on full Rory fatigue or think he's too old to maybe do it. If he hasn't done it yet, Jason day has to be the biggest disappointment in that Pat. And I say that because you, if you win your first major priced under 20 to one to win that major, that means it's like in our mind, we've almost already given you three majors. If that makes any sense, like the elite stratosphere of player that cashes their first major under 20 to one. It's it's DJ, it's Rom, it's Day. Um, I'm not sure what Spieth was his first year at the Masters. It could have flirted right on that, but it almost proves the point. Like the expectation of you is so high that having one is almost like a non and yeah. And I've always kind of been rude today, although I love his comeback, Pat. 
him deciding like the number one golfer in the world decides that he's going to live in Columbus, Ohio. That's why you have one major and injuries, but you cannot deny in the smallest way that has to be a factor. I don't know. Is it like you can still practice cares to me? It's just something about it. It's the weirdest shit ever. No one else pulls that. Good for her for her to not like want to like level up into Florida. Her Scottsdale seems weird to me also, but they never did. Good Columbus boy okay. from Australia. Uh, what else do we have here? I thought that the broadcast did Patrick Reed a disservice. I was watching that four through six feed uh, when the leaders were on one, two, and three. Like I really wanted to see. I had a bet on Lowry and Rose, a prize picks. Code DOP, by the way, at prizepicks.com in order to get yourself a match deposit of up to 100 bucks, I played them both over three and a half birdies. And Rose got there on 18, which was very nice of Justin Rose to help me out. But I want to see what they were up to. But it kept cutting to Patrick Reed. He could have been like, he missed three birdie putts yeah. on those holes that he just lipped out. Like, he could have been lower today. <laughs> 100%. And yesterday, he missed a bunch. Um, also worth probably talking about, Pat, is... It seems like I'm not alone and most agree that we um, the optimal Tiger scenario is Tiger making the cut on the number, playing first thing in the morning on the weekends, essentially being done his round before the golfers who are going to win the tournament tee off. But what we got with this weather, Pat, and the Masters obviously needing to go and split tees, created what I referred to yesterday as the doomsday scenario where Tiger is making the cut on the number, but because we're splitting them, his tea time is with the leaders. And that's the worst. So bad that someone at Augusta freaking national figured it was a better idea to put the man who couldn't walk in, in on featured Paul, is that me or is that him? Oh, that's him. Uh, that's him. Okay. So <laughs> I, I made a few more notes. Sorry. It... I'm just laughing. I'm like the, the freeze frame is pretty perfect, to be perfectly honest, on his on his thing. I mean, that's a, I mean, that freeze frame looks like it's a, about as put together as Jeff is ever going to be. That's that's phoner board worthy moving forward. I gotta save that. Yeah, if if if, if only as Paul and I were talking about pre-show, if only Jeff somehow had exactly the same camera as me, which he does, and exactly the same microphone as me, which he does, that all of a sudden that maybe he could be as clear as me on the screen. Like, we can't even use that for a phone or board. Too fuzzy. It's true. It's true. I definitely use him from the, I, I mean, yeah, the Honda Classic one is is the money shot. With the glasses. Oh, yeah, I, looking... I assume that Jeff's going to. Did you watch much of this? Oh. Am, am I, 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 I double watched... box? I will. I, yeah, let me just switch you. You're single box go. now. Um, excellent. I I didn't know if he was going to rejoin. I'll, uh, I'll I'll make sure that I watch to see uh, when he joins back in here. I watched most of it. Yeah, like I watched uh, pretty much everything today. Um, watched. They they even gave you a cutaway to Keegan tapping in a birdie. I didn't notice Keegan really at all for a while. So it's like, was that they a should... Keegan week? Because somebody asked me at the beginning if it was a Keegan week. And I said, no, it's not a Keegan week. And in a field of like 75 people, I feel like, what, what do you get? Like top 25? 
Yeah, he was T23. Yeah, that's not really, like, a key. Like, you need to be getting, like, at least top 20, maybe top 10 in a small field like this for it to be considered a Keegan week, right? I would think so, yeah. yeah. But they, they showed his shot on seven. I think, I think what Jeff was trying to get to, yeah, it sucked that Tiger was in the feature group against the leaders, and that was really tough. It looks like Jeff is coming back online right now, so maybe we can hear him. But one of my favorite things, and I, this would be fun, it would be really hard to go back and track because it's very difficult to figure out. But Jeff and I have talked about it for a really long time is like the rabbit group where you get a group that's like, I don't know, seven off the lead, like the seventh to last group. And you can kind of live the course through them. And then you can watch all the guys who are actually in contention, go and play those holes. And we got the best one I can remember since I want to say it was either 2008 or 2009. It was, I, I think it was the year that, Angel Cabrera won. Tiger and Phil played together, and Tiger and Phil both went off, uh, like in the eighth to last group. I, I think they both ended up coming inside the top ten, but they played together. It was awesome. They showed every shot from the two of them, and they were both playing well, which was great. And this today we got Phil and Spieth playing together, which means a you're going to see all of the course because they're going to be absolutely everywhere, and they played fucking awesome at the same time like that was a great one to have and they got away from it for a while which i thought was really strange like they really seemed to commit to showing john rom like walking for a minute and a half for no reason like we, we weren't even seeing victor drives at some point when he was two shots off the lead they were showing us like oh yeah this happened eight minutes ago here's victor's drive it was just really strange how that ended up working out because like, they really wanted to stick with the leaders and they wanted to play like the Bennett card a little bit early that I would have been fine seeing all the speed and Phil shots, even if they weren't playing as well as they ended up doing, because then we get a sense of where the pin locations are. And, oh, there's Phil. He's in the trees. I mean, can can you play it out of the trees from over there in case that happens? And you know, Spieth is going to do the same thing on the next hole. Is, is Jeff back? I can see him on my screen. Are you here, Jeff? Yeah, I, I'm here. Okay. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I'm, I, and I'm hardwired in, but my internet is shit. And yes, of course, the uh, the guinea pig is fantastic, and we saw it all all throughout pretty much. Um, and many of the weird things I think we saw today, Pat, was um, like sixteen. Like, how was Ryan Fox the only guy in the field to figure out sixteen today? Like that slope. Usually, you see like twenty guys make that shot. I mean, Thigala and Morikawa figured it out. Thigala figured it out perfectly. Morikawa was one rotation away from going full Tiger on 16. Yes, Thigala figured it out from a chip. Yeah. I know that. Patrick Cantlay, after after lying it up for 26 minutes. What a freaking clown. He should be... Yeah, you, know you put all of you should be fucking embarrassed. You bet on him Whatever. because it would not be put worth it. Three one. It would not time, be worth it had he have won. You would not feel good about that money because he's the fuck. Trade him to live. Trade him to a tour. No one fucking watches. If they had Patrick Cantlay on the live tour, they wouldn't be able to finish their three rounds in three days. It would be a four day event. If they had, Patrick- I'm surprised. Oh. I had a joke. I'm surprised his caddy didn't hand him a three wood and say, just try putting with this, you dope. If they had Patrick Cantlay, it wouldn't be golf but louder. It would be golf but longer because he just takes forever (laughs) on everything. He's the worst. He actually, like, obviously I don't watch nearly as much golf as you guys, but it's like, yeah, you can see Brooks, like, him and Rom hanging out, like, 
that's what this is all about. They're just hanging out and like watching Cantley walk around like a putt like 37 times, like when he's like putting like an eight footer for bogey or whatever. It was brutal. Absolutely brutal. And Pat, to the Phil stuff, I would say like, okay, before, before he ended up actually finishing third, when it was clear he was having a good week and this was like going to be a top 10 finish and something fun was happening, even if it was going to be a top 15, top 20 finish. I don't know how to properly articulate this because maybe I'm in problem, but the entire week, Phil being like a background guy, I don't know how to explain this, being your group of friends and like you're with your group of friends, right, Pat? And then someone brings like a friend of a friend into your group. That guy's just like a background guy. Bill being for the entire week, champions dinner through a top 10 finish, feeling like a background guy at the Masters is a vibe I do not like. I do not like. Phil is not a background guy. I don't care what happens. See, I care. There's a consequence for everything. But I do not accept Phil as a background guy. I don't want to see that happen again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm with you. Like I, I get why they did it. E- even Jim Nance going <laughs> saying that you hey, look, there's Brooks on the CW. It's the yeah. crosswalk. Like they were have it seemed like the more the masters went on, the more comfortable they got with the live stuff, which I kind of enjoyed because I'm here for it. 
if I don't have to watch the live tour or care about the live tour, but all of a sudden four times a year, these guys get dropped in and it's like compelling TV, but I do want to see them at the same time. That's why I said that they did read a disservice, but it felt like they leaned into Phil on Sunday though. They were like, okay, he's here. He's doing well. Let's show him. And the crowd fucking loved him. But they leaned into him when it was like, oh my, like we can't ignore him anymore. Cause Saturday felt like he didn't exist. And on top of all of that, I don't, it just doesn't, I would argue, Pat, that the only reason they started to like be softer about Liv was because they needed, they were potentially anticipating a Liv player winning and they needed to like open up and accept that potential possibility on the broadcast, if that makes any sense. I understand that. I because I heard a bunch of times it's like, well, all the live guys are going to be there celebrating with Brooks on the 72nd hole if he wins. But like, aren't they all competing against each other? Aren't they on like different teams? Like, shouldn't his team, shouldn't his like brother be there to do it? Like, who's on Brooks's team on live? It's Chase, it's Kokrak, and it's it's Team Smash. I forget. And yeah, so, so if Team Smash wins the Masters, a, a member, why why are the uh, the El Torque going to be there to go celebrate with them? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. And I gotta give um, props to Jason Kokrak for calling out the Masters and calling them chicken shit for not just letting Sandy freaking Lyle finish his putt on eighteen after the tree fell. <laughs> like, dude. Like special exemption, let the guy finish. It is so weird to me. So props to Kokrak and was probably his last ever masters calling them chicken shit. No, I, I, I'm just, I tuned into the chat. People are like, Phil doesn't, the PGI doesn't all fell a thing. I don't like Phil because he left. Like, fuck off. Like, Phil's a part of the Masters. He's a part of the entertainment factor. And he played fucking great. I love it. I hope he plays well next year too. Yeah, it's so weird. Is there any way, Pat, that like that Phil can build himself back up into like having that? Like he'll still be an honorary starter one day, obviously, or they're gonna like ban like pretend now, he doesn't exist for that. Th the moment his live deal is done, he can listen. People want to like Phil. People do like Phil, but he gave them a reason not to like him at the moment. So when his live contract is done, he retires from golf, whatever it is. If he just like, hey, sorry, Trevor Immelman. Hey, hey, CBS, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it full time. I'll be the color commentator. People fucking love Phil again. Oh, yeah. When he did it at the PGA a couple years ago, maybe even before he actually won the PGA. Yeah, we were putting him in the chair before he won the PGA because I feel like he did it. Um, anyhow, yeah, he's, he's great at it. I feel like they're an overriding story here they're the they're the second story and sam bennett oh no. that guy he seems like a little prick i feel like you'll love him like i mean he's, he's so he, like he might as well be like you can take sam bennett package him with cantley and trade him for fucking reed and brooks to come back to the pga tour because that guy takes fucking forever too oh my god yeah brooks there was on the green this morning brooks was getting mad <laughs> brooks was getting angry um at bennett this morning i noticed on one of the greens do you, like it's funny because there, there is the chatter and it's just our speculation i don't think it really maybe it did end up like hurting brooks that he was playing and having to wait at every tee box because you can make the argument that hey john rom had to go through the exact same thing it just it doesn't seem like brooks takes it very well and i can empathize with that it's part of brooks that i like because i'll go go out and play with cust and our two other buddies 
And you know who it is who's having a fucking meltdown on the tee because the guy who hits it into the woods every hole and then spends 15 minutes looking for his fucking ball that he never finds is now just yelling at someone 200 yards away. That's me. That, that's what I do when I'm on the course. It drives me fucking nuts. And you know, so I, I empathize with Brooks in that way. Oh, and he's quick. Like he's always, he's a ready golfer. He's a ready golfer always. They, he, if he comes back to the PGA tour, they should have him with like, Hey, I'm Brooks Kepka. Part of me coming back and disowning live is that I get to play with Brant Snedeker for every round. And we'll play in like two hours. Yeah. I, I'd be in on that. I just, I love that everyone is now going to hate Patrick Cantlay as much as I do. It, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. I guess you're right for the true Cantley haters. This might be a big break. Like getting a lot of followers this week, your follower counts going up. <laughs> like, and it's so funny to watch him play too. Cause the moment he sniffs contention four putt, missing from two feet. The moment he's at a contention, he's sticking fucking six irons on number six to two feet. Like that it's, it's the full Patrick Cantley experience that sucks everyone in at every major. Cause you see it. You're like, Oh my God, this guy makes shots. No one can else. Make, no one else can make. And he just, I just, I, to, to line up a two foot putt for over five minutes and then miss it has to be humiliating. Isn't it? You it would be one thing so. if you walked up like without being like, oh, fuck, it's two feet, whatever. Walk up and miss it. And, like you feel like an idiot. It has to feel worse to do it the other way. Exponentially worse to do it with like giving it your full routine and missing. than just like waggling it, getting cocky and having like a brain fart for sure. So the last two majors that we've seen, Victor played in the final group and shot 74 and he played in the second to last group. And he shot 74. I feel like these are good reps for him. It's coming. I will not hate. People want to draw conclusions. That's that's up to them. I mean, we watched fucking Rom do this for five years. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm listen, I'm I'm very apologetic for my guys. I see something like that as a total learning experience. Even um social media golfer Cam Young. I think. Why, why is he a social media? I saw I, I saw Emmanuel Acho replied to you, <laughs> which, no, which spoiler alert may or may not be Jeff's biggest rival of the year on the Custody Awards. Oh yeah, coming up, can't coming wait up for soon. That. Two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. No, I was just joking that like, oh my god, um, Cam Young social. I don't believe that, but just the fact that um. His talent seems off the charts, like the stats in many ways, like is off the charts, your eyeballs, it's off the charts, but he hasn't won um, a playoff game, a, a event, a regular event, you know, a major would be winning, like going to the Super Bowl. I compare that to my guy, Justin Herbert, or your eyeballs, like it's undeniable stats age i anyhow i'm not doubting cam young i have a cam young 50 to 1 at the pga championship <laughs> oh listen man cam young is is going to be he might win this week at heritage like he's he's around too much not to win and you can see the game that he has and why it's going to translate to major championships at the same time like let's not forget two years ago i think epat pointed this out that cam young was a guy that could barely hit an iron on the corn ferry tour and now look at him. Yeah, that's uh, I think our boy Josh Perry's big. That's shit. right. It was Josh Perry. Who's Sorry like deep that. into Corn Fairy. And for the guys that are deep into Corn Fairy, they're mesmerized at Cam Young's improvement in iron play. Is 
He like wasn't even a top 10 iron 20 player on, on corn Ferry, and, and full credit to, to all that, that Eagle Lee missed. What was it? Two felt like four or five feet. Um, but he'll do that. He'll that's a full experience. Hey, but he also made Eagle on 13 from fucking 50 feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's going to like go to Wells Fargo or something and just eviscerate a field soon. Like I have no doubts. I don't think any, I don't know. Most golf fans I think would agree with that. I don't mean that specific tournament. I mean, like, come on. No one's actually questioning him. Uh, what other that, notes do I have? I, I saw Luke Cardinine tweeted out that Jason Day revealed. I, th- I think it was him who tweeted it. No, he was the one who mentioned that Thomas Peters snipped through his driver in the garbage can at number 10 and just used three wood the rest of the way and hit every fairway and made pars. That's awesome. Love someone, got a, someone snarfed that out of the garbage can, too. Yeah, that's what Peter said. The other one was Jason Day revealed that the PGA Championship last year at Southern Hills, the reason that Tiger withdrew wasn't that his knee hurt or his back hurt, but the pins from his surgery went through his skin. Oh, I feel pain when I read or hear stuff like that. Like, I feel a shock of pain. How has Jason Day just been keeping that close to the vest for a year now? And like, he was just waiting for someone to ask him? Yeah, I'm not really sure what that's about. Jason Day wanted some a distraction from his weekend performance, so he dropped that nugget. So people, I like at- that. I don't, please don't ask me about my four double bogeys in a six-hole stretch. I got some Tiger news for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, look, felt like you caused a distraction. Set off some fireworks somewhere. Um, obviously there'll be some big Tiger fallout. From do you this think it's pack. good or bad though? Like. Because I've seen people are kind of torn on this, and it's mostly like, oh, like Tiger's such a joke, that kind of thing. But like, you know, everyone that I, whose opinion that I care about, all kind of fell on. I mean, that the same side that I did. It's just like I'm so happy to have him out there. Just let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, Jeff is frozen again. Solid internet <laughs> on that front. All right, we'll put we'll put it back over to you. Yeah, Paul, I mean... Paul, Paul, I gotta I gotta ask you. There, there was a uh, fight cancellation like right after lock on UFC last night, right? Yeah, the UFC. I mean, they've got like DraftKings as a partner. It's like they got a, they like. There's no way that like I, I wasn't actually playing, but um, like I didn't actually have any lineups for it, so it didn't really affect me or anything. But it's like literally five minutes into the broadcast, the most owned fighter on the entire card on DraftKings. Is out. So 40% of the field is absolutely cooked. They already got rid of late swap. Late swap was kind of a disaster. So, like, you don't actually want late swap back. But it's, like, all of the people who have him and the people, you know, it's the, the big guys don't really care. They're like, oh, well, that sucks. I'm dead this week. But, like. Yeah, yeah. The, the, guy, the guys that have 100K <laughs> are like, yeah, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, the, <laughs> the people who have $5 are on it are like, we need late swap back again. But, like, late swap was a disaster on it. But, like. The UFC has to reveal these things. It's like they have to reveal it to the fans. It's like, for instance, I tune in and then they they're talking at the desk for 30 minutes. Why? Because they yeah, have three minutes into the broadcast. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Chase Sherman is the shoot. Me and Cody had a shoey, a three to one shoey bet on it, too. So that was uh, kind of oh. disappointing. Well, I wanted to equate it because like Will Zalatoris obviously withdraws before the round starts and there's no alternate for the master so you can't really replace him with anything and if you think that a late swap in ufc on draftings was a disaster just imagine how bad it would be in pga 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're it's pretty similar. They're all like they're basically independent contractors, right? So it's like yeah. you don't really have to tell anybody what's going on. Um, no, but like I, I think the thing that people forget about late swap is that it's only going to advantage the people that play the most money for sure because they'll figure out now they'll, they'll figure out the algorithm with like with all the ownerships and stuff and figure out what the best pivot is for each type of build that they have like. You may have a little bit of like it may be okay for the first little bit, but once the smart, once the uh, the spreadsheet virgins start figuring <laughs> these things out, like it's it's only bad things moving forward. Like that's what was happening with like the UFC late swap. It just became so much work that I was like constantly like pivoting my lineups through over, over the course of the night. I'm like this isn't even really fun anymore. Like MMA, yeah, was, and, that, and, and, and 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 that's yeah, only sorry. what. And that's what fourteen fights potentially on a card in the PGA. You're just running tee times for eight hours that you'd have to be paying attention to. No, exactly right. I mean PGA. It doesn't seem like there's that many late late pullouts. What, like, uh, see, David David says DK golf should be pick seven golfers and count the top six scores. That used to be the Draft Street way that you did it before DraftKings bought Draft Street like six years ago or whatever it was. I don't mind that one. I think that's the best solution, but. I don't know. I've both benefited and been absolutely fucked by withdrawals when it comes to DraftKings lineup. I think it's kind of a, to me, it's kind of an endearing part of the game. Yeah, you just have to like learn to just deal with it. Like, yeah, it's... Learn, learn not to be a fucking loser and just like get over it. And the thing about it is, if you're a smaller time player, it's gonna help you sometimes too. It's like if you didn't have Carl Williams last night, like you were looking pretty good because forty percent of the field was cooked. Jeff's back. Jeff, here's a statement I want to hit you with, okay? Yeah. It took me, I want to say, three minutes of watching the Butler Cabin interview to realize that was Scotty Scheffler sitting next to John Rom and not one of the random Augusta non-player characters that we get, like, walking around the grounds. He just, he just looks like he works at Augusta National. <laughs> he um, was very showered and dressed like he was going to church he had his like khaki slacks on and a white button up um you know i don't i don't know i knew it was him i'm it's pretty obvious it was him but it was but just like he looks exactly like all of the non-golfers who are wearing green jackets around the grass he was just like them <laughs> okay fair enough like it, it was incredible uh, just to see him there, just like he even got his like hair because he had like the, the side part on the guy. I forgot it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't forget it was Easter. I had Easter dinner and I was like drinking some wine. Bit riled up here. And it was a great excuse to like get away from like the in-laws and the family all day. Fantastic news. So like, hey, I, I got to work, got to watch golf. I mean, that's one of the greatest things about sometimes having to work on Easter and work on Good Friday and work on holidays and work on Christmas. That part can really suck when you work in sports. But having to say to your wife or family like i have to watch all of these week eight games i have to watch sunday at the rbc heritage because it's my job it's a great out and it's not even like really true i could probably catch up on it later <laughs> yeah of course you can always catch up on it later and honestly pat not to say you do this i don't think there's any secret but you could honestly not watch and you're so informed you could just like fake it anyway well, if I had the Masters app for every tournament, I wouldn't even need to fake it because I could actually see every shot from my phone while I was doing something else. Sometimes. It was it was, it was the worst it's been since the very first year that they had the Masters app, only 
from the shot by shot like video tracker because the the leaderboard was still more up to date than fucking TV was. TV was ahead of that app. There were some No, stalled... TV was not ahead of the app. It wasn't. Sometimes it was. Most of the time it wasn't. Like it when you say ahead of the app in terms of the score or the videos. The scoring. No, the score the score of the app was faster. So, sometimes unless, the app would they stop at... working for 20 minutes at it like a stop. time. I mean, I, I didn't find that it stopped working. I thought that the shot by shot stopped working, but the leaderboard itself would update in faster time than anything else. Hot <clears throat> hot hot take, Jeff. Maybe it was your internet. <laughs> no, I was not even on like Wi-Fi. Honestly, I'm plugged in here, but Sunday night, I guess it's just um, you know, people are home surfing the web. I now, mean, like when you say that you're plugged in, I'm plugged what are in. You plugged in to is this Ethernet cord hardwired from the router, like directly to the router, directly through the router, runs on the floor, right into there. I bought extension routers or not router extension um internet cords it's probably the wi-fi extender so it like takes the feed from the main that's what i would guess it is yeah sunday night's a real busy time that shouldn't make a difference you're hardwired in people are on netflix the kids are watching i don't know we keep i keep hearing like the beep i stop you stop hearing me because I disconnect, and then I hear the beeping in my house that's letting me know, like, my alarm system isn't connected anymore, and everyone's annoyed. The kids' iPads don't work. There's bigger problems. I, I suppose that is true. <laughs> it's, I mean, maybe it's you need whole Cam. thing. I've never, I've, never had a, I've never had these problems with Cam. Maybe Cam can come over and help you out. <laughs> I, I'd love Cam to come over anytime he wanted. It's an open invitation. Well, that's all I really that, that's that's all I really got for the Masters. I I thought it was a great time. I mean, I lost all my money, but that's nothing new. I really thought that Victor had a chance when the day started. And like, if if we're gonna if we're gonna paste, hey, can't lay fucked up Brooks in the group behind him. Did he fuck up Hovlin too? Maybe he did, Pat. Maybe he did. I will say it's another year where essentially, um. I mean, you could speak more to the pre-tournament trends because I know some people like pick some holes in ROM not having like that T15 in the lead up, lead up. But all the, but all, no, agreed. But for some trends, that wasn't good enough. But all the in-tournament masters trends, like we're like, we're, we're exact. Like this tournament almost tells you who can win like the eight players, four players who can win after Thursday. And it seems pretty evergreen. So, yeah, I mean, that is true. Uh, I mean, I really, I mean, if Scotty Scheffler puts field average, he actually beats John Rahm's score. If he just breaks even with the field. Is Patrick Cantley in second? Patrick Cantley didn't even lose that many strokes putting. <laughs> he, he did on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, see, here's how close people pay attention to this stuff. Uh, Ollie asked, didn't Rom shoot a provisional after he went to, on the 18th hole after he went far left and then he played the provisional and wasn't given a penalty shot? Like, were you not watching? Not what happened. He had to hit the shot fucking 40 feet in front of him. Do you Did you care about the Brooks penalty stuff? I was amused. People like, okay, that's not a penalty. Wait, what, the, the Woodland stuff? 
Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that on Friday. Who fucking cares? Just a bunch of fucking losers in their basement trying to complain about something. Like, fuck off. Yeah, or like un- the super golf hardo guy who's equally as terrible. Yeah, it was almost like, you know, no, just going to put this out there. It almost seemed like uh, no laying up was on this agenda to get Brooks penalized two strokes. I mean, take it too seriously, non-professional golfer guy. One of the worst guys that there is. Like, do you have any? I have one friend who's like it, and like we won't play with him anymore. Like, he's insufferable to play with. Those like, guys are the worst. Are the absolute worst. I'm out there to have a good time, hit yeah. some shots. Like, like we we have a friend who just microdoses mushrooms the entire time. I like he's not like super caring if you're like, hey, I'm behind this tree. I don't want to hit it from here. I'm just gonna move it over here. It's like, yeah, go. And go. like you, Pat. Like I'm pretty self aware. Like I can play. Like. I can play with I'm not as good as them, but I can play with really good golfers and respect the certain level of decorum that comes with playing with them and, and you know, in and around the green. And I'm down to play with my buddies where it's just straight like jokes. And like, I don't like. Yeah, like if you're playing for cash or you're in a tournament, like a real setting, that is one thing. But I don't need. Hey, let's do you want to go play three o'clock on a Thursday? OK. And like super serious guy is out there. It's like, man, like you need to calm down. Yeah, I agree. But all sports have that. Like even, you know, you're not speaking for you, but, you know, you're over 35 years old. You're in some like Jewish softball league and you're being softball guy thinking you're still going to the majors, ready to dive into a fence, separate a shoulder. I'm like fucking loser. I don't die for anything. Patrick Cantlay lost three strokes putting in round four. That tracks. Hideki lost four and a half. Yeah, Hideki was on one at times. But for the tournament, looking at T to green, Rom, Scheffler were the only two to gain above three strokes per round, T to green. And Scheffler finished eight strokes back. Woodland had to be kind of close on that or? No, man, Woodland was putting the lights out in round three, or round four at least. Like, Woodland putted pretty well all week. Yeah, he gained 2.4 strokes putting. He gained, like, over four strokes tee to green, but, like, I was super impressed by his chipping and putting, except for the one that he left up on the ledge on nine. Like was early, five five or six. It it was was number nine where he left it up on the ledge trying to roll it back down the hill, trying to get real creative. And it's funny that we talk about – the like really creative players end up winning at Augusta time over time. Gary is not a creative player. He might as well be a robot. And when the robots start trying to do creative things, it doesn't really work out all that well. Like just fucking take out a nine iron, like punch put it up the hill, Gary. We don't need you hitting like flops up to roll back down a hill. A shot that like Phil would try to do. Gary's trying to do like, that's not his game. I don't know what he's trying. I don't know what he was thinking. I like that when they like robots got to get creative. They really do malfunction. Yeah. It's like people are saying chat GPT is going to take over the world. It's going to replace writers for, you know, movies and books and all this stuff. It's like, no, it's not like they can't figure this. Like they can't figure the creative aspect, the nuts and bolts. Sure. How it works, what to do instruction manuals. Absolutely. But the creative process just can't be translated that way. It it makes them malfunction. Those automated voiceovers for the shots were really painful. Like who even listen to any of them? 
Who's it for though? I I don't know. That's actually like really disabled good people. I mean, I, I was going to say serious. my dad, but my dad doesn't have the fucking master's app, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but who's that actually for? Like, if I, if you didn't know it was AI generated, would you have known? At a certain point, I think I would have. Maybe not right away. At a certain point. I mean, maybe I'm just putting air in my own tires. I like to think I'm bright enough at a certain point in the tournament. I'd have caught on that something's weird about this guy <laughs> talking to me. Uh, let's see. Oh, someone brought up DJ's third round. I remember, put it this way. I, I had DJ in my third round uh, showdown lineups. Yeah, I, I was watching. He led the field. He led the field in approach in round three, and he was six over. It was fucking embarrassing. And he was but playing he... with Sev Strzok, who had huge oven mitts on. How's that even possible? Uh, he hit it out of bounds a bunch of times and he couldn't make a putt to save his life. That, that mm. was it. That's all I got. People, I mean, I wonder if there are any questions you have for Jeff and I about the Masters, fun things that you remember, because I'm just trying to think back through my mind and just even to look at my notes. Like, we got through everything. Hey, Jeff, did you have, like, a secret, like, Gary top 20 ticket or something like that? Yeah, I had some, like, buried Gary's. Yeah. And I'm happy Vic made uh, the top 10. I got Vic to T10 in all four majors at 160 to 1. So we're just, we knocked one down. Off to what? It's Oak Hill. So we're off to Oak Hill. and And that's a full top 10, too, for him. Yeah, full top 10. Um... That was a big putt on 16 for that full. I guess it wouldn't have mattered because the gala came ninth. So if the gala's back in next year, that's awesome. So even if he kind of hits the skids a little bit, everyone else like you was going to be in anyway. I guess Henley. I almost tweeted out uh, when Henley was in fifth. It was Rom, Brooks, Phil, Spieth, and Henley was the leaderboard that I was looking at on my app. It's like so many tours represented here. The Live Tour, the PGA Tour, and I don't know, the Corn Ferry Tour with Russell Henley. I that was a bit too mean for Russell Henley. He's a really good player, but he just seems so out of place with those other names. Sorry, Pat. I'm distracted because my buddy sent me a message. He was wondering why his PGA, his master's bets weren't graded. And it's because he accidentally, what he thought were master's bets were on the PGA championship. So he didn't have ROM, but his losers are still live. And I almost, I'm losing it in my head. And this is a guy, this is a lawyer and people actually trust this guy with like important documents. Don't Don't trust him with your bets. Don't worry. His friends make fun of him as it should be in life. Uh, oh yeah, so it's funny we didn't even mention Rory. Rory's I don't care. Rory is low, always. What's that? Of the elite players, Rory's floor is always the lowest. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. And the last time that he missed the cut at the Masters, he had also missed the cut at the Players, like he did this year too. Like Rory misses cuts in big events. It's like, but what you forget is that Rory's going to. I mean, Rom went on a heater. And then Scheffler went on a heater. And it's like, and now when we talk about it, it's like, oh, those are the two guys. Hell, if you had to ask people tonight who the top three players in the world are, they would tell you the top three players as of this moment are Scheffler, Rom, and Brooks is what they would tell you. And Rory, like, Rory sucks. But Rory's going to win like 
three tournaments in a row sometime in like August. And it's going to be like, oh yeah, Rory's awesome. He's like, he's back to being the number one player in the world again. And they're going to repeat the cycle all over. It's like, how could Rory lose at Augusta this time? Then he'll miss the cut again. Happens every year. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know, Rory. I kind of feel bad for him because his pre- preparation was, it's almost as if he had more on course pre-week of preparation there than anyone in the history of the tournament. Um, Feel bad because he's probably in a weird, a dark place this week. Although he's going to maybe win the Heritage. What do I know? Yeah, that, that that would be that would be very classic Rory stuff. Just be he wins the heritage by seven or something. He could have the RBC double. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't considered that. Just as important as the Masters, I think, if you can win both RBCs. But with all like the true full field showing up at the heritage, won't like there's just too many bombers to not one of them is going to be amazing. Just overpower that place, I think. See, see, that's what you say. That's what you say. But go back and this is what I did the breakdown on, on the research show. And we'll dig into this tomorrow when we do the Heritage Pick show. But like the final leaderboard at Heritage in 2020, when it was all of the top guys, the second tournament out of COVID, I think it ended up being like Webb, Hatton, Answer, Sergio, like all the guys that you would expect to play well at the Heritage were just still up there. Yeah. Makes sense. Like it's still it's still a course that requires strategy. You like it has the shortest it has the shortest average drive of any course on the PGA tour. It's only like 284 or something like that. Or you know, even lower, like 260 something. Like there's forced layups. Like you're better off being in the right rough than the left fairway on half the holes because it gives you a better angle at the hole. Like I, I don't really know what bombing it is gonna do for you here, except for maybe bring in more trouble. question yes sir um i think somebody in the chat was asking a similar question but like they gotta like expand the live guys into the rest of the majors now right after this because like people they won't they like they did that that's gonna be a record that's going to be a reckoning the moment the live guys are no longer qualified for the majors which isn't really that big of a deal this year because i think like seven or eight of them are already qualified for the pga championship reed is the one who's like shit out of luck right now because <clears throat> yeah. he's not in anymore because his exemptions are up well i mean like the players came and went and like it was already like the worst of you know it's the fifth major it has to call itself the fifth major so it's obviously not important but like it felt even less significant this year and then the masters comes through and you're like oh it's pretty cool having brooks and Phil and all of these, like all of the best golfers in the world are at a tournament again. This is what it used to be like. Like it was refreshing to see all of the best guys kind of out there. I agree. But I I think like when we say it's a win for live, I think that's more what it's going to be is that, but I I do think that they might show up to the PGA championship, get smoked out of the water because it's not Augusta, a place where everyone knows. And then those lack of reps kind of catch up to you in a way. I mean, that's a theory. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think this works out well for Liv and the majors by and large, because you're right. It did feel more important. It felt like a bigger, more competitive tournament because those guys were there straight up like 98 of the top 100 players in the world rankings who are eligible. It's not 98. 
Only two players inside the top 100 of the world rankings who are eligible to play are playing next week at the Heritage. And that field doesn't sniff this field, although its strength of field is better. I got a quote for you, Jeff. Uh, that's interesting, but you, I th- you're right. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Asked, you're a pretty fast player, as we know. Curious your thoughts on the pace of play this afternoon. Brooks Kepka. Yeah, the group in front of us was brutally slow. John went to the bathroom like seven times during the round. We were still waiting. Yeah. Oh, see, I miss Brooks. But you know what? Having him four times a year is great. When is, like, because of this Masters, Pat, it almost feels like his major odds are locked in now for probably at least the maybe even a full year now. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. You You see our boy. Did you see our boy, Joe tour picks? Yeah, he had the, it would have been a hundred K if Brooks won. I mean, he should be mad at cuss. That's who I'd be mad at. (laughs) Has cuss responded since the tournament ended? He has not. I mean, it's, I mean, it's Easter. It's cuss. It's a big day for him. Loves the Lord. Very sacred. He does love the Lord. Yeah, there's the there's the Tim right there. If people miss the the big Andrew curse from earlier, from Thursday morning. One hole in, and then yeah, Rom went minus nine on the rest or the next seventeen holes. And uh, someone on Twitter, someone on Twitter just asked me, um, what why the payouts. Uh, the payout for the Masters. I think it was last year's payout and the one and done. Like, what? What the fuck? Do I, what am I, the fucking programmer of the goddamn game? Like, I'm gonna fucking know that. Idiot. Just tag the play. Send them an email. Be like, hey, you got it wrong. They'll update it for you. What am I gonna do? Write, write you an IOU and like take a picture of it and tweet it to you. Fucking idiot. All right, we're, we've reached the point where I'm now just mad at things that I see, and I've had a very good time because it was an excellent Masters, Jeff. So, what do you want to do for tomorrow's show? Do you want to go? I have something to record at 2 p.m. Central, which is 3 p.m. your time. You got to film my, my mock draft with Thor and Ray, a show I know that you like a lot. I do. I, I enjoy both of them, and I'm. it's almost my mock draft season. Not that I make them, but like at that two weeks out point, I really start to read up on players who aren't just quarterbacks, who I feel like are omnipresent on my radar uh tight ends and receivers for me i'll do whatever you want you just let me know what time you want to record okay maybe we go at 1 p.m eastern done 1 p.m eastern do our do our show prep here so yeah 2 p.m my time yeah i think that works out my wife should be home by then family are coming over the kids you know it's easter monday you can't can't go to fucking school everyone needs their goddamn days off Fuck. jesus christ right this guy Giving everyone days off. Can't stand it. Killing me over here. Someone should run. Like I always said, someone should run the, the holiday like daycare or whatever it is. They all pay for that. It's fine. I'll lose some more. I'll lose fewer golf bets so I can afford to go do that. Pay people on the Friday and Monday. That would be excellent. Uh, but yeah, so we'll record that at two or we'll release that after. Mock draft for later in the week. If you are here right now, smash the like, sub to the channel. Something to the channel will get you in the draw for the 500 bucks we're giving away with Tambo on this week's show. And you can get 10 ballots each into the draw by subscribing, rating, and reviewing five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts for the Pat Mayo experience. All right? It would be very appreciative. 
I would be very appreciative, should I say. And so would Jeff. I'm sure everyone would be too. Uh, we are almost at 5,000 reviews. We'd like to get above that number. That'd be a big milestone for us. So please help us out on that front. Heritage tomorrow, Heritage the next day, NFL mock draft, sitcom bracket coming out soon as well because I am heading on vacation in about three days. But hey, Custy's, Custy's panel. We have, I think, 17 bank shows for the 13 days that I'm gone. So plenty of content coming out. So continue to download, watch. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the Masters too. I hope you didn't listen too hard and you actually won money this week because I would you know, be happy if you won money. I'm sure you would too. But that'll do it for Jeff. That'll do it for me. I'm Pat Mayo. And I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.